Welcome to Sprinkle Hope Podcast with your host, Jason, and we have an amazing guest with us today, Hope Rieger. She's going to talk about some difficult circumstances that happened in her life where she lost her son to uh, to being brutally murdered. And so we will talk about that a little bit, um, but it's how to help people in a grieving process, I think is really one of the great things that she talks about how to help people that are going through that. So listen into this episode. It really is tough for some people to talk about it. So we truly appreciate Hope being willing to open her mouth and her life and share some really difficult things. But you can you can tell that she wants to help other people as she goes through her own journey. Uh, truly, we appreciate the opportunity we had to speak with her. We wish that you could see the before and after uh, we record with people, we have some amazing interaction with our guests and hope was no different. We just really appreciate that she's now part of our family. We also want to tell you each, we truly appreciate you. You're, you are so valuable. Uh, we honestly couldn't do this without you. And so thank you so much for your love and support. And we share that love for each one of you and hope you're doing well. Also, I just want to mention that if you know somebody who's going through the grieving process right now, please share this with them. So hopefully that will help them to kind of get through this situation or to, to find techniques and things that will help them to comfort them. And she also has a peer group that you could be a part of that could help you in that grieving process. So listen in. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast with your host, Jason. And we are so excited today to bring our guest with us, Hope, which is awesome because that is what we are. We're all about hope. And so we're so happy to have you on today with us. Uh, just to give a little biography about Hope, I have she has created and developed and designed and currently facilitate a virtual grief peer support group. I created this in honor of my son, Justin, who passed away tragically at the young age of 19 by murder, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. I knew I was given this pain for a purpose to provide positivity, support, and hope for others going through their grief journey. So thank you, Hope, for joining us today, joining Shane and I, and we're, uh, we're excited to talk to you about grief and pain and loss and all of those things today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, kind of this, this grief support group that you have and, and just kind of a little, you know, fill in those gaps that I left, you know, just about who hope is. Now, personally, I am, I live in Delaware, Ohio, um, which is a little town above Columbus, Ohio. Um, I'm from actually Xenia, Ohio, which if you know anything about, the only thing there is to know about Xenia is there was a 74 tornado that ripped through the whole entire town. That's sort of like on the weather channel. So <laughs> the only thing people know about Xenia is that. Um, and that was way back when in 74. But um, I have, I'm married to my husband, Mike. And like I said, we live outside of Columbus and uh, I have two sons. Brian is 31 and Justin is forever 19, which we'll talk about. 
Um, and I have two beautiful granddaughters, Adeline and Halen, and another granddaughter we found out on the way um, in late February, early March. And I work for a financial institution for the past 25 years. As a talent coordinator, I bring on new hires um, and sort of, you know, send them on their career journey within GPM. Awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about um, what the grief uh, thing that you've created. Uh, obviously, we know why you did that because of your son, um, but dive into that a little bit more. What, what are things that you do and uh, how can people find that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, a little background about uh, Justin. He, um, he was 19 years old. Um, it was November 17th, so it's coming up in five years, uh, the 2016, it'll be five years. And um, I received a knock at the door, two police officers came and uh, I opened the door and I thought, well, what has these kids done? Like my son like was on his own and my oldest had his own family. And the first thing that came to my mind was, okay, Justin's done something crazy and doesn't have my cell phone number, right? Yeah. And they asked me who I was and if I was Justin's mom. And I said, absolutely. And uh, they handed me a piece of paper that said, we need you to call this name and number. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, okay. Surely that if it was something serious, they would have told me, right? They're the yeah. police. Right. And I ended up dialing the number. They left. I thought I thanked them, dialed the number, and the person on their own line um, was said Green County Court, and which is our hometown. And I thought, uh, you have the wrong number. Um, but I, you know, and he said, Hope, is this Hope? And I said, Absolutely. And he said, I regret to inform you that your son Justin uh, was in an altercation with his roommate, and it turned verbal, physical to violent. And that um, the roommate brought a gun out, put it to Justin's chest, shot, killed him. Now, as a mother, this is 6.30 in the morning. And it happened uh, around 1, 1.30 in the morning. So five or six hours later. And I was in shock and disbelief. And I couldn't believe it. And I kept telling him, I think, he, are you sure? Are you sure? I just, and the worst thing was Justin tried to reach me um, the night before he called me and it was usually, mom, I need 10 bucks. Can you sell me 10 bucks or whatever it was, you know, yeah. Yeah. Was at the time. And, and I was headed to the movies with a friend of mine and um, I didn't pick up. And that of course is something that I regret to this day, but um, he, he let me know that, you know, Justin was at the morgue, he's under investigation. The roommate was arrested for murder and eventually he pled self-defense, was let go, never charged, never indicted, even though Justin didn't have any weapons on him at all. And it was just sort of a verbal push-shove, kind of punch in, throw punches uh, that turned really violent. And um, so to answer your question, I had to make a decision in um, you know, after the funeral and, and as things moved on and, and that anger and frustration and hell that I was going through as a mother, I felt like, okay, I have two choices. I have to either 
live with this pain and this hatefulness and this revengefulness and this this spite and ugliness um, and forget who I was before, or I can take that pain and put it into power or mm. purpose. And so I knew at that time, um, the person that I was before that phone call was, was not the person that I was at that, you know, in the midst of grief and, and I never will be. I, I, feel, I say all the time I'm version 2.0, but um, it was, you know, people are like, really? But it's the truth. You're never the same. But that happy-go-lucky, positive, upbeat person was still that hope. But now I had this horrific trauma event that happened to me. And I thought, how am I going to live with this? And I, and I knew that people would be okay if I sat in bed and drowned in tears and didn't come out and people would be cool with that. Right. They would right. understand that I lost my son and they would be like, she lost her son. You know, it's okay. You know, right. we forgive you and, and we understand. But then I thought I can't live like that. I lost Justin. Can't lose hope. Yeah. Literally. And so I had to dig deep and find what my purpose was. And if I was going to be a victim or survivor, and I chose survivor, and I chose that I loved the parts that Justin loved about me, and I had to find those again. Mm -hmm. And so Grief to Hope sort of was born in the midst of COVID when I tried to find, it took me years. I mean, I tried doing books and podcasts and speaking and and I couldn't find the niche that I needed until COVID hit. And then when COVID hit, I was like, oh my God, that's a whole nother layer to grief, right? We're counting deaths on TV. Yeah. We can't see our friends. We can't see our family. Um, you know, they're FaceTiming people as they're taking their last breaths. That's horrible. And I knew I had to do something. Um, so it took me a couple years to figure out how to turn my life around um, you know, I volunteered and that felt good. Um, I paid it for it. That felt good, but there was just something I needed. And so grief to hope was born, uh, June of last year. And it's a virtual support group that I created and ran and I still run. And it's a seven week program that we meet together for anybody that's grieving virtually um, and within that program, there's, you know, we can dive in as deep as you want, but it's, it's a peer support group for anybody grieving, no matter when their grief is. And it's just being around people that totally understand what you're going through and you can be your authentic self. And it's been amazing. I love that. I, that's a great thing to have. And I think that those that are grieving, um, you know, need somebody that, that can understand, right. Cause oftentimes you know, if you haven't been through that or, or any type of that situation, you probably really wouldn't understand those feelings and those, you know, resentments and hate and all of that stuff. Right. And so to be able to talk about, talk that through with somebody else would be super helpful. So where did, where can they go again to, to be a part of this group if they want? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, Grief to Hope is you can reach out to me through my website, www.grief2hope.com. 
support. Somebody took grief to hope. So I had to add the support. So <laughs> add the support on that. <laughs> grief to hope support.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, Hope Rieger. Uh, grief to hope's on Facebook. It's on Instagram, grief to hope. Um, and LinkedIn, Hope Rieger and grief to hope. I haven't dove into the TikTok yet. Maybe <laughs> one day. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think I've performed with my grandkids on TikTok, but that's <laughs> right. And who knows where that's at? Um, but yeah, it's a seven week program that we do and it's completely free. And we meet for one hour. Um, and our new one will start up in January. And you can find that all the information and the details um, within the website. But we just. Um, it's seven weeks. Like I said, we have an introduction the first week and then weeks two through six, I spell out the word grief and we have a main topic. So for G, it would be gift of time where we talk about, you know, how time helps and he and, and it's not necessarily heals, but it helps. And then sometimes time can be negative where people think we should hurry up and move on and get faster, you know, mm. and just get through it. And then um, R is receive help. We talk about how to receive help, how to ask for help. Um, I is for inspiration, which you don't put those two and two together, but you need it. You need to be inspired by something every day to get you out of bed. And then E is expectations, what we expect, what others expect, what we did not expect um dealing with grief and then f is feel everything which used to be sort of we talked about all the emotions but then it sort of turned into a tribute so we bring pictures we tell stories we say what we miss the most um it's important to us to say their name mm -hmm. and then um to hope is our last um of the series and it's just sort of like what's your next step what do you want to do what do you want to accomplish and it can be something as minor as Hope, I just want to unpack his stuff, or I want to go through his jewelry box, or go through our, her jewelry box, or his, or, or his clothes, or mm -hmm. I want to go to the grave and actually physically walk up to the grave versus sitting in my car. So it's just always having that moving forward mentality, which is really, really important. Awesome. Uh, really cool stuff. I, I, I honestly want to thank you for talking about this stuff, sharing your story and your pain that you felt. Um, you said something that really struck me that Jason and I, I think we're learning uh, very quickly, which is purpose. You know, I think in the past people talk about goals and we've talked about that on podcasts. I'm like, yeah, goals are good, but when you hit them, what's next? Well, purpose really is what is my purpose in life? And so what would you say your purpose is right now? Like what, what is hope's purpose right now? You know, um, one of the great, that's, I love that. And I think that we all are striving to look for that purpose. And sometimes we don't get a full blown answer to it. We just sort of assume what our purpose is. Right. Right. Um, I, God hasn't called me up and said, Hey, I think it's, um, <laughs> but, uh, I just assume that my purpose is, is my talent of, you know, just having that positivity and the strength and courage that you need when you're grieving, grieving, 
um, you know, people that are grieving are the strongest people on earth. They're warriors. And Absolutely. they are the moms that get out of bed, even though they've lost a child and still have to function and still have to make Christmas and Halloween and lunches, you know, day to day for their other kids. And that takes so much incredible strength and, and spouses and, and just whenever you're dealing with grief. So if I have any purpose, it would be to um, share my experience and let people know that I went through this and I'm still going through it, but there's still hope and there's still passion in me. And I'm living proof that I'm living for my son and myself. He didn't get to do that. And so I'm taking his life along with me, sort of like a backpack or I'm holding his hand and we're going through this together. And I'm going to honor him by doing everything possible to help someone else that's going through this and to let, let them know that they are not alone. And that when people say grief is a certain way or you need to be crying, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. It does not have to be um, in your bed screaming, crying every day. It's having to learn that there can be joy again and it's just taking those steps and is every day easy for me absolutely not uh, like great. when I have you know the year anniversary that comes up on the 17th it's a hard day for me sure but I know that what I'm doing and hopefully my purpose is helping others and that gets me through yeah that's that's awesome and and commendable and I, I, you know, I can't even imagine being in that scenario. In fact, it's more of a nightmare to even think about it, right? Like you would never want or wish anybody to have to go through that. And, and I know people that currently are going through that situation and, and, you know, my heart breaks for them. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think the best thing, at least from my standpoint is let them know that, that you're there and, that you know if they need a shoulder to cry on or to wail it out that that you're there and so as somebody who's gone through grief is there ways for us to help in that situation you know what i'm saying like so from my standpoint not knowing what to say or do because sometimes you feel like oh i'm gonna say something and it's gonna not really mean much to them or they're gonna be like i don't want to hear it or or anything like that is there is there kind of things that you found that are helpful for those people? Amazing question. I love it. And we actually talk about this and we, this last session that we just went through, we actually put something um, and I'm going to put it up on the website, but it's sort of like how you can help when people are grieving. Okay. And it's not the, what you think it is um, like, uh, if you need anything, um, let me know. Or, right. Um, here's 14 casseroles, which food is great. As you can see, food is awesome. I love food. Um, but there's other ways that you can help besides casseroles. Right. And, and it's, and it's what we immediately go to. Okay. They need to eat, which we do. We need to eat. Um, but it's also in, in different services. We talked about, can you drive me to the service? It was mm. hard as hell to drive mm. to that service um, or from the church to the gravesite. Can you drive me? Can you ask me um, or send me a note? Say, hey, I just want to let you know I went out and visited the gravesite and cleaned it. Or, um, you know, would you like to take me out to the gravesite? I'd love to go with you. 
And mm-hmm. it's sort of like, that's sharing memories. That's sharing our sons or daughters or wives. When you ask that, um, cutting the grass, awesome. Um, just checking in. Um, there's just, there's so many ways that you can help besides the normal kind of, of thoughts. Um, you know, Hey, I know you need to go through their stuff. Can I help? Um, and a lot of times it's like, no, I don't want you to touch it, but it's like, Hey, I can take it to wherever you want to give. If you want to give it to Goodwill or, um, send them cards. Like Mm -hmm. after three months, six months, write down that anniversary and say, Hey, I'm just thinking about you. And then finally, I think exactly what you hit on the head was go to them and say, let's sit down and talk and not have a pre, you know, like, you know, let's just talk about them or what do you miss? Or instead of, um, I know it's hard and it's just like, let's just talk about them. Like, tell me something funny about them. Because yeah. if you ask me about Justin, my face is going to light up and I'm going to say, <laughs> that kid had the best impressions, could, could do anything, anytime. His sense of humor was amazing. No matter how mad I'd be mad at that kid when he did bad things, you know, <laughs> I, he would say something funny or whatever. And I was like, Justin, don't, don't do it. I'm not going to laugh. So, Talking to them and just getting them involved, it's just an amazing thing. So it's doing the, it's it's reaching out to them um, and not leaving that blank question. How can I help? Because you know what? When you're grieving, we don't know. Pick up my groceries, take the dog to the vet. I don't know. So just volunteer what you think could help. I think that's really good advice because I think often we don't think about that. We want to say, how can we help? And the person's like, I, I don't know. I'm struggling with this. So we just, like you were saying, I'll drive you to this place or let's talk about the good memories or all of those things. I think that's really good advice. I love the analogy or the image that I had in my mind when you said you, you put him in your backpack and you carry him. I love that. Cause I thought you, you truly are, you're carrying your son on your back and honoring him and his life living the way that you feel would be benefit beneficial for both of you. I just, I love that image. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. I tell everybody, I said, I'm climbing the mountain and I'm going to take whoever wants to join me with me to the mountain and we'll get through this and we'll get up to that mountain and Justin will all be up there and we'll look down and he'll either say, mom, you embarrassed the heck out of me or two, good for you, mom. You know, because I have that 19-year-old mentality. It's like, sure. oh, my God, lady. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> He'll tell a joke or something. Right. Yeah. Give, give an, an impression. impression of me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <my> <laughs> uh, this has seriously been so great. And and I, I love talking about these things because I think that, um, you know, we all have different trials in life and it could be, you know, going through a grieving process like this. It could be, um, you know, I, I know even people that have gone through divorce and that's a grieving process, right? And you're going to, you know, that's almost like a death. Um, and so tough, I think tough, I can tell you, yeah, Shane's <laughs> been through it. And so I, I think that, you know, when we can help lift each other up where we stand, I think that is really the message that 
you know, that's ringing in my ears today is, is, you know, don't, don't just say, and I love how you said it. Don't just say, Oh, what do you need? Cause somebody who's going through the grieving process is like, I don't even know what I need today. I, I can't even breathe. So if you could help me even do that, that would be awesome. Right. And so anyway, I, I love this conversation and it's been, it's been really great. And, and I appreciate you coming on right at the end of our podcast episodes, Shane and I do this thing we call the double down dose. And, and so we ask, <laughs> we ask everybody these, these two questions. Um, our, our podcast is name sprinkled with hope. And so we love to talk about hope. <laughs> um, so what is your definition of hope or how would you define it? Wow. Um, I was, I was a little worried. You said double dose. I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do love that. Hope is defined in so many ways, but I think it's, it's believing in yourself using the courage and strength that you have that you never knew existed is hope. So does that, that's awesome. The best way to describe it. I love it. Beautiful. (laughs) It's awesome. Very cool. So we, uh, we came up with an acronym hope like you did for grief. Um, but I'm going to go back to the first, the, of the double down dose. Sometimes we talk about the H O P E, but, I want to talk about how would you define love? Oh, wow. How would I define love? Love is when um, you put everything that you have into a passion that no matter what that passion is, whether it's relationships, a support group, a book, a podcast, it's putting that passion in it and feeling it um, and giving everything you have unconditionally, I guess would be love. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We love asking those questions. And I, if you watch, rewatch this, you'll see what happens when we ask specifically the second question. Our guests always pause for a second and think really deeply because often we don't think what love is. We just, we talk about it. Oh, we love this person or that person. We love this, but we don't actually really think on a deeper level about it, but it happens every time we ask it, <laughs> we pause for a second and, Oh, that is a good question. That is deep. <laughs> it really, it really is. We love asking those questions. Hope this has been such a fun uh, discussion with you. So grateful for your time that you've taken to finally meet with us. It's, it has been scheduled for a long time. So we really <laughs> <Absolutely>. appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to get to know you and I hope to work for it with you in the future. And what you guys are doing, sharing all that you are is amazing. So it's been an absolute honor to be here. Yeah, Thank you so say, much. <laughs> we'd say the same thing about you. Thanks for sharing your message and the pain and all that stuff that you've gone through. But lifting people up and carrying them up up that mountain. That's beautiful. Really is. So hope, thank you again so much. Thank you. Yeah. I I love that analogy that, you know, putting, putting people in a, in a backpack and carrying them with you. Cause I think that oftentimes is the easiest thing to do, right. Instead of having to, um, you know, try to 
put your arm around them or, you know, carry them in a different way. It's, you know, you're putting them on your back where your back is the strongest. So this has been awesome. Thank you so much, Hope, for coming on with us. And absolutely, we'd love to have you on again. We we uh, we want to share as much positivity and, and uh, you know, getting through these difficult times in our lives. And so thank you for sharing some great ideas and thoughts on how to do that. You're so welcome. Thank you.